0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. Tonight, if the Lord helped me, I want to minister and teach a little bit on the thought of this. Can you handle the glory? And I would like for you to open up your Bibles and have them ready. I will be reading from several passages in just a few moments when I get there. But I want you to be ready to turn with me when I get there. Everybody have your B-I-B-L-E. And that's the book for me. Amen. I got some Sunday school saints. Amen. And your journal. And if you're taking notes, I encourage you to take good notes because uh, you may need to teach this yourself. And so this is how you reproduce and multiply the gospel being spread out of Matthew 28 and 19 and 20 when Jesus tells us by his own words to go ye therefore into all the world and teach. And so look at your neighbor and say, hey, teacher, teacher. we are all called to teach the gospel. And we do that not just through our living, but we do that also through our, our giving and our experience and our witness. And so I want you to teach the gospel to all that are with you and in your sphere of influence. And I want to talk to you tonight about the weight of glory. Glory, if you're writing definition, I want to give you a, a, just a side note here that if we talk about glory, and I'm not talking about this suspended place of spiritual ecstasy, I'm not talking about some worked up, called down frenzy of the flesh, but I'm talking about glory in the sense of honor. Glory, can you handle the weight of honor? Can you handle the weight of glory? Can you handle the weight of favor? Can you handle the weight of influence? If God says, I'm going to give you part of my glory or I'm going to favor you, he's going to look for a vessel that he can put it on that can handle the weight. Are you with me? So glory means honor. It means favor. It means influence. And we we like those things, but we don't always realize that there's a weight that comes through favor There's a weight that comes with influence. There's a responsibility that comes with the glory. And if you're not prepared for it, the favor won't be a blessing. It'll be a burden. And we have to pass some tests before God will trust us with the weight of glory. Tell your neighbor, I'm in the school of the Holy Ghost and I haven't graduated yet. I have to pass the test in order to be trusted with a weight of glory. Nothing happens by accident. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. Whether they were delays, disappointments, bad breaks, all of those are tests. And will you be good to people even when people aren't being good to you, that's a test. Will you remain in faith even when things happen you don't understand, that's a test. When you come down with an illness, when you're overlooked for a promotion, when the pandemic slowed down your dream, all of these are opportunities to prove to God that you can handle the weight Of glory when you understand that God uses difficult things that we don't always like to endure and things that we don't like that prepare us then you don't complain when things don't go your way when you realize it is nothing but a test to see if you can handle the weight of glory you realize that if God allowed it it's serving a purpose When you do the right thing, when the wrong thing is happening, you're getting stronger. Your roots are going down deeper. That's why God doesn't remove everything instantly in your life. We pray, God, would you take this trouble away? God, would you change this person? God, would you change the situation and make me more comfortable? But if you're always comfortable you're not going to be prepared because truthfully we grow in the difficult times we grow when we have to stretch our faith when we have to believe for things that are not seen but yet believed in our heart when we remain in faith even when contracts are broken when we remain faithful even when other people aren't faithful Those are important times in every child of God's life to walk in the glory. If what you're praying about isn't changing, then God is using that situation to change you. I think I'll say that again. If what you're praying about isn't changing, then God's using the situation to change you. Elbow your neighbor and say, Lucille, that was for you tonight. Now, I'm not saying that we have to accept everything, that we have to live with defeat. I'm saying that God has a purpose for what we go through. And if we keep the right attitude, then it prepares us for the new levels that God's taking us to. It's getting me ready to carry the weight of glory, to go where I've never gone before, to see favor that I've never seen in my life before. And the reason why it's taken so long is because what God has in store, is much bigger than anything that you and I can imagine. Isn't that when the scripture said that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard, neither have it entered in the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for those who love him so I've come to realize as I'm journeying forward and God is taking me through tests to see if I can handle the weight of his glory that I cannot fight the seasons and I want you to write this down don't fight the seasons where you're not comfortable and there are some of you here tonight you're not comfortable excuse me you're not comfortable maybe even with this message you're not comfortable with your relationship with your spouse you're not comfortable where you are spiritually you're not comfortable with your job your career you're not comfortable with several things that may be in your life but i want to tell you this don't fight the seasons where you are not comfortable when you say well why isn't this changing i've been doing all the right things it seems the more i pray the worst things get for me. But I want you to know that God knows exactly what he's doing. Everything is part of the plan of God. You can't see it, but every day that you stay in faith, every day that you do your best at work, every day that you have a smile on your face, every day that there's a song of praise in your heart, you are inching your way to passing the test of the weight of glory. You can't see but your spiritual muscles are getting stronger your character is being developed you're showing god god you can trust me so i'm not going to fight this season just because i'm not comfortable i'm going to embrace the season and allow you to take me forward I lift weights every once in a while and when the gyms were open in full swing I was in the gym and I was doing my best walking in front of the mirrors and sticking my chest out. (laughs) But when I lift weights, and I'm sure some of you do as well, the weights don't do me any good if the weights are always easy to lift. It's only when the weight is heavy enough to produce resistance that it gets uncomfortable. And I don't like it. I prefer not to have to strain. I prefer not to have to stretch. But that's the only way the muscle will grow is if you put resistance to your flesh and make it stretch and make it strain. And so I'm prophesying to someone into your life right now and speaking to a situation. You may be in a situation where you are uncomfortable. Uncomfortable and you're saying, God, why won't those people treat me right? God, why won't my business increase? God, why haven't I met anyone? I've been on every dating website, and I still haven't met someone. Can I tell you that you are in training? This is an opportunity for you to get stronger right now. If God changed it overnight, You wouldn't be prepared to carry the weight of glory. God has something awesome intended for you in your future. So don't be discouraged by what's not working out or by how long it's going to take or by what's not changing. Seems like it's all negative, but what you can't see is that you're growing and that you're getting stronger and that you're developing a greater trust, a a greater confidence, a greater Endurance. These challenges are all opportunities from the Lord to come up a little higher, to come up a little higher in our living, to come up a little higher in our faith. But there will be people in your life that you're treating them right, but they're doing you wrong, leaving you out, or maybe they're jealous. The time will come when you will want to get even and you will want to pay them back and you can leave them out because they left you out but you know what that is that is also a test God is testing you will you do to them what they did to you or will you be the bigger person will you take the high road and be good to them in spite of what they've done that's not just being nice that's passing the test that's showing God you can carry the weight of glory that you can carry the weight of influence that you can carry the weight of leadership God will not put you in a higher position if you're going to use that influence to mistreat people so he will test you first with small things how do you treat the clerk at the store who's hard to work with how do you treat the lady on the phone who doesn't give you the time of day to answer your questions somebody said well pastor she was rude to me and that's why I was rude back to her because she doesn't even know who I am she may not but God does and he's the one keeping the records when everyone else at work is slacking off when everyone else at work is coming in late when everyone else is wasting time on Facebook here's the difference you're not everyone else You are called with a higher purpose. You are called with a higher standard. And God wants to take you to levels that other folks won't go to. They don't have the character or the integrity or they do not want to live life disciplined and focused. That's fine for them, but that's not fine for you, child of God. You are called to be a standard bearer. You are exceptional. You've got a calling on your life. You have an assignment for you to fulfill. You were not created just to get by like other people. You have greatness in side of you. You were created to stand out. You were created to rise higher, and you were created to leave your mark. That's who you are. So what do you do in these seemingly small areas where nobody will determine whether God can trust you with the big things except for you? When you pass the test of tiny tasks, and this is more relevant today than ever because you can get on social media and you can be negative toward people and you can be condescending and say hurtful things and all of that can be done with a fictitious name. Nobody knows it's you because you made up a name and a fake profile so that you could get on the church's Facebook page and try to say mean things. Oh, let me have fun here. Nobody knows it's you but God. And he's the one that matters. Promotion doesn't come from people. It comes from the Lord. And the scripture says that he lifts up one and he pulls down another. So he's asking, can you handle the weight of glory? Can God trust you with more favor? Can God trust you with more resources? Can God trust you with more influence? Are you passing the test as they're being presented to you? Listen, I've been to apple orchards and in Indiana, we have a plethora of apple oranges at a certain season of the year. And I've been to apple orchards and I've seen so many trees that were so filled with apples and so loaded down with apples that a couple of the branches from the trees were so weighted down with the apples that the tree branch reached down and touched the ground. And as a result, the apples that were on that particular branch could not develop properly because the branch itself couldn't carry the weight. And sometimes we're wondering why... Am I not seeing more fruit? Why won't God give me more influence? Why won't God give me more favor? Why does everyone else seem to be getting the opportunities? Could it be because our branch can't carry the weight right now? If God gives you 10 apples, but your branch can only sustain three, then it's not a blessing it's a burden instead of focusing on the fruit if you'll focus on developing your branches getting stronger Being a person of excellence, having integrity, doing the right thing when nobody is watching, treating people with respect, giving God praise when you could be complaining. Because your character is getting stronger and your roots are going down deeper, that's when God begins to give you the weight to handle all the blessing and the glory that he is sending your way. I love what David said in Psalm 1 and 3, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice what David says here. David said when you keep God in his place first, you will be like a tree that is planted by the waters that brings forth what? Fruit when? In its season, it doesn't say it's going to bring forth fruit year round, but it says it'll bring f- fruit when? In its season. It is not healthy for an apple tree to bear fruit all the time. It cannot sustain that. Yes, we all love the harvest season. And we love seeing favor. Prayers being answered. New opportunities. That's great. But I come to release a word to you on Wednesday night. Every season is not a harvest season. <coughs> Every season is not a harvest season. We may not like it, but winter is actually a blessing. Winter is necessary. And I knew, I knew it'd get a little quiet when I come to this part, because I know how we are thinking in our minds. Every season is not a harvest season. I know you can tune into any channel, watch any preacher on YouTube, and be blessed and say, I'm coming into my season. And that's wonderful. But I want you to know, and I want you to carry this mindset every season in my life is not a harvest season winter is absolutely necessary in my life because without the leaves coming off the tree there would never be a development of new buds that would form if the winter season it looks like the tree is dead its fruit is not there the leaves are gone, and the branches are bare. And you would almost think this old tree is done. It has seen its best day. But the truth is, in the winter, something is happening that you cannot see. That tree is gathering up all the sap that it can get in its life. Its roots are going down deeper into the ground. Why? Because it's handling its time when the season of spring arrives. And there will be a time of full potential. I come to prophesy to somebody, don't hate your winter season. The leaves have to come off in order for the buds to bring again. God wants to prepare you for what is coming. Don't complain about your winter season. High five somebody and say you came on the right night. For the times that you don't see any growth, And you're stuck at the same level at work. Nothing changing in your relationship. You're still single. Your health is not improving. You say, what's wrong? Where's all the fruit? Let me tell you, nothing's wrong. You're in the winter. You can't see it but you're gathering the sap and your branches getting bigger, the fruits you've seen in the past, the success, the favor, and the influence, if that's all there was, then you would kept producing at that same level. But the fact that you've come through the winter, my God, is a sign that God has more in store, that God has something bigger, that God has something greater, more opportunities, more honor, and more favor, are coming to you if you'll keep a good attitude in the winter when you're not being recognized, when you're not getting the credit, when you're not seeing the growth, something is happening on the inside of you. And when winter's over, you're gonna step in to a spring blessing if you believe it. Shout, yeah! I love this passage. In Philippians 4 and 13, when the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Philippi and says, but I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I like another translation that says it like this. I can do all seasons through Christ when I read that I said hey you may be in a winter season and you're not seeing the favor that you're, st- that you're used to seeing in the past but how about try a different approach how about saying Lord I just want to thank you that I can do all seasons I'm an all season Christian I'm an all season saint I'm an all season believer I can do the spring and I can do the winter I I can do harvest and I can do planting. I can do a pandemic if I have to. I can do this season of taking care of my elderly parents. I can do this season where I'm not being treated right. When I, I can do a season when I have sickness in my body. It's in those winter seasons like a tree. I'm gathering up all the sap. Come on somebody say I'm gathering up all the sap. It's in that winter season that God is taking me into a strong place and my character is being developed as my roots grow deep. Can I get a witness from somebody that say I'm an all season Christian. I had to go through life and I had to face death. I had to face darkness but I walked in the light. I had to deal with trouble on every side but at the end of the day God became my help and the lifter of my head and my help coming from the Lord and he he is my belief he is the lifter of my head right now in this season i'm an all-season christian <laughs> tell somebody i can handle all seasons all-season saints realize that god is developing character in you And that God is getting you prepared to carry the weight of glory, to carry the weight of influence, to carry the weight of favor. That's why you've been through hell. That's why you've been fought. That's why you've had to endure hardness as a good soldier. You wouldn't be in winter. You wouldn't be in this pandemic. You wouldn't be facing this difficulty if God did have something bigger for you on the other side in our spring season and if you're going to keep producing the same amount of fruit then God would have just left you alone. He would have said just stay at that level. Just stay right where you are. But the fact that your branches are bare, the fact that your fruit is gone, the fact that you don't see a leaf in sight, that's a sure sign that increase is coming. I feel my help tonight that God said, I want you to bear fruit in your season. David said you shall be like a tree whose roots run deep and bear fruit when your season is come and it may be winter in your life but I sense in my spirit you're on the verge of a new season. I'm prophesying to somebody you passed the test. You've done the right thing. You stayed when it was hard. You carry a weight of glory that nobody else Can carry because you didn't quit when you wanted to throw in the towel and you wanted to give up. God's going to do a new thing in your life more than you could have imagined. I'm not going to complain in my winter season. Now your thoughts and mind will tell you Winter is permanent. You're never going to meet the right person. It's been this way too long. You're never going to get well. You're never going to get out of debt. But don't you believe those lies? Because winter always gives way to spring. My God, I feel this for somebody. Your harvest is coming. God is watching you. He sees that you've been going the extra mile. I felt this in prayer. He sees that you've been working hard. He sees the sacrifices that you've made when nobody thanked you and nobody patted you on the back and nobody said, how do you do? He sees you fighting that illness. He sees those lonely nights in your bedroom praising when you could have been complaining. God is the God of increase. You're going to come out of that lonely season. You're coming out of that unfair season, you're coming out of that barren season. God's going to give you great joy, great favor, great health, and great relationships, and great opportunities, because you're coming out of your barren season. But you've got to pass the test. I spend time with someone in the first Minute and a half, I can tell you if they are a complainer or a praiser. If you pass the test, you prove to God, I can handle the weight of glory. And when you can handle the weight of glory, watch him show out in your life. That's what happened to David. 17 years old, anointed by The prophet Samuel to be the next king of Israel. But he didn't go to the palace. He went back to the shepherd's field to take care of the smelly sheep. Not the smelly cat, but the smelly sheep. He was hidden. Nobody paid attention to him. It was lonely. It was boring. Taking care of the sheep when he knew he had bigger things in him. He could have slacked off, hmm. taken the easy way out. Nobody's watching. If I lose a couple sheep here and there, no big deal. Nobody will know about it but God. But David was a person of excellence. He did the right thing when no one was watching. And I want you to jot this down. What you do in private will determine how high you go in public. If you cut corners, if you slack off, if you do things half-heartedly, that's going to prevent you from carrying the weight of glory for what God has for you. You don't get any stronger by taking the easy way out. (laughs) You grow when you do things you don't like. The right thing when no one is watching. When you have a good attitude when you're not getting your way. When you have a good attitude when life is unfair. Your confidence will not be the limit of how high you go. Your character will determine how high you go. And there are a lot of talented people, a lot of smart people, A lot of capable people. But talent may take you somewhere, but your character will keep you there. Your character is more important than your confidence. What you do in private when no one is watching determines how God will take you, how high he will. David didn't like necessarily being in the shepherd field still. He's looked down on by his family. He's rejected basically by his father. But you never read in Scripture where he complained. You never read in Scripture where he got bitter and ran his mouth. He kept doing the right thing year after year. He had to prove to God that he would take care of those sheep he were assigned nothing exciting no sign of things changing nothing informational on the website or the social media to give him a shout out But something was happening on the inside of David. David was growing. David was getting stronger. David was developing character. He was proving to God, you can trust me, God. I stayed over here. I never complained one time. I took care of these sheep. I wrestled a bear and a lion and pulled them out of their jaw. I did what I was expected to do, and I went a little further. He didn't like the winter season where he was hidden but the winter season is necessary if God's going to plant you with more glory and more favor and more influence without that time of proving he wouldn't have been able to carry the weight of glory the weight of favor to lead an entire nation unto God if God is going to trust you with favor and influence and authority you are going to have to be a good steward of it and he can't trust you to be a good steward of ministry if you can't even show up on time you don't prove that things that when you have things everything's good you prove it when you have the small things the tiny tasks in your private life how you treat people people who can't do anything for you how respectful you are to the janitor how respectful you are to the clerk, (laughs) how respectful you are to the doorman, how respectful you might even be to the ushers of this church when you buck up and say, I ain't sitting there and I ain't sitting there. You just told us you can't handle the weight of glory. how respectful you are to your spouse. You don't say to your wife, woman, get me a sweet tea. You don't say that. You don't walk around like you're the boss. You might be the boss with a skillet upside your head. You don't talk to, I don't talk to my wife like, I don't say woman. Woman. And she's not my old lady. That's a very dishonoring statement to refer to your spouse as your old woman, your old man. Mm. I hope I don't ever hear anybody say that. I just have something that I haven't crucified yet that will come up out of me. how respectful you are to your family, if you're harsh, if you're critical about everything, everyone, every system, every place you work, every place you serve, if you're condescending with the people that you say you love, how is God going to trust you with greater influence? And after years in the shepherd fields, David defeats Goliath, and overnight, seemingly, he becomes a national hero. But I want you to write this down. When God can trust you, he'll do things suddenly in your life. It may look like you're falling behind. You've been doing the right thing a long time. Nothing's changing. Seems like it's going to take you years to get to be where you need to be. But one touch of God's favor will put you 50 years down the road in the favor of God. When you come into your season, when winter changes to spring, God suddenly will thrust you into a new level and here David is working for King Saul but Saul was jealous and he tried to kill David and David had to flee for his life he lived on the run in the desert hiding in caves and Saul was doing everything he could to make David's life miserable and at one point David saw Saul and his men sleeping and there was a chance I can get even now I can repay him for all the harm he caused me I could put an end to all this trouble, but the Bible teaches us that David would not touch the man of God. He knew that Saul was the king, and he also knew the law of God, touch not the Lord's anointed. And even though Saul was doing him wrong, David had so much integrity. David had passed so many tests. He had so much character that he would not harm Saul. And when Saul found out about it, Saul began to weep and he said, David, you are a better man than I am. And not long after that, Saul was killed in battle and David was taken to the throne. I wonder if that would have happened if David had not Passed the test all along the way in his life. Not just the big things, not just the giant killer, but the shepherd David who knew how to pour in the oil and knew how to, to lead and find water and find green pastures. My God, doing the right thing is lonely. Doing the right thing will not make you popular. Keeping a good attitude when everybody in your family hates you without a cause. Being kind to the people who are trying to murder you and to kill you. He didn't like it, but those things prepared him for the weight of glory. And I'm speaking to somebody right now. Your name has been tarnished. They tried to kill you. They tried to slander you, but you're moving into a new season. God said, I can trust you. And everything that happens in life Your difficulties, your delays, your distractions, the things that aren't fair, and even the things that seem to be random. God is now giving you an opportunity to grow and to come up higher. Are you here? Are you here? You're passing the test and you're getting prepared. And at the right time, you're going to come out of your winter season and you're going to move into your spring season. Because God says you can handle this weight of glory and you know there's a lot of things that we complain about don't lift your hands and please don't point but how many know somebody that they are always complaining very critical they criticize everyone except themselves everybody's done them wrong everybody needs to improve their game but them Instead of trying to pray away the things that make you uncomfortable or pray away people that get on your nerves or pray away delays, maybe we should try a different approach. Maybe we should say, God, help me to keep a good attitude in the midst of challenge. Help me to stay in faith when people aren't treating me right. Help me to resist the temptation to compromise, to take the easy way out so my character can develop, my branches can get stronger, and I can handle the weight of whatever it is you have in store for me. If God is not removing the difficulty, if he's not changing what you don't like, then he's getting you prepared to carry a lot of weight. Somebody reach up in the atmosphere and claim that. The longer it's taking, the greater the harvest. The glory that's coming, the favor, the influence, and the resources are going to be coming in ways that you've never seen. Let me give you a scripture that blesses me. In Psalm 105, 19, it says this, Until the time came to bring Joseph's dream to pass, God tested Joseph's character. Before your dream comes to pass, God will test your character. You'll have to prove that you can handle what's being entrusted to you. God gave Joseph a dream as a teenager that he would be in leadership, but we all know the story. He was betrayed by his brothers They took his coat of many colors that his daddy had given them. That coat represented the favor of his father. They threw him into the pit. They sold him into slavery. He was false accused. He was put into the prison. And those weren't just random things that happened. God was testing his character. It wasn't fair, but Joseph did not get bitter. He kept passing the test. His brothers took his robe but they couldn't take his favor. They took his freedom, but they couldn't take his anointing. They took him from his home, but they couldn't take his dream. It was in there. And all those steps were necessary because God was preparing to put on Joseph the weight of glory. And I say this to you tonight, hear me. If you have a small destiny, you're only going to have small challenges. If you're going to have little influence, little resources, then you will only have little opposition. But the reason you have big giants is you have a big destiny. The reason you've been in winter So long is because your harvest is so big. 13 years later, Joseph was brought out of prison and made the prime minister of all of, Jesus, of all of Egypt. And his brothers and his father came in a time of famine, and he could have said, Hey, I'm going to pay you back for every misgiving you did. I'll pay you back for throwing me into the pit. I'm going to th- pay you back for all the beatings I got and all the lies that were told. I'm going to pay you back but when given the chance to get even Joseph wouldn't do it he was kind he treated them with kindness and he said go get my daddy and bring him here to this palace God will give you influence you can't even imagine because he knows he can trust you there's a responsibility that comes with favor you have to have the character that will handle the influence the right way. Yeah. You have to bless your enemies, not talk bad about them. When you're critis- <laughs> They're criticizing me, so I'm going to criticize them. If you do those kinds of things, you will get stuck where you are. You don't build your church by putting down the pastor of another church. I listen very carefully what people say when they come in the door here, because whatever they say coming in is usually what they say going out to someone else. I've entertained people who have come from other churches, and they've tried to tell me the lowdown and the meanness and every everything that's happened, and I have to stop them. Say, stop! I won't hear that mess because I know what goes around comes around. And the way they're talking about them is the same way they'll be talking about me because the issue is in them. You have to have the the character to carry the weight of glory. When you finally get to a place of authority, what are you going to do with that authority? You're going to get even with everybody? I'll show them. I'm going to pay them back. That's what they did to me. I'm asking this congregation to be a Joseph. Joseph. Do the right thing even when it's hard. The difficulty isn't coming to stop you. It's coming to prepare you. Can you do the right thing? When the new level of resource is going to be entrusted to you to carry that weight of glory, God wants to know, can you handle this weight? And every morning you got to get up and remind yourself, I can do all seasons through Christ my up season, and my down season. And if you believe that, then I believe a shift is coming in your direction. And you are moving out of a winter season. This has been in my heart and my spirit. Some things the Lord just has like a good old canned peaches on the, on the, in the, it, down in the cellar and i just had to get it out and just open it up and remind myself the winter season is coming through but can i handle the weight of the glory that is required can i handle it can i can i zip my lip and be quiet rather than telling all my everyone's business there is a responsibility that comes with the weight of glory there is a weight that you carry that is professional there is a weight that you carry that says i will not lower my standard and lower down to listen to the bumping and the gums of people who are disgruntled who find other people who are disgruntled. That is a spirit that has to be dealt with individually but I'm telling you if you can handle the weight of glory then God will entrust you with favor and God will open up doors for you. He will sit you before kings. He will put you in places that your education couldn't have even earned you. He will put you in places that your money resources and economic level did not qualify you for. He will put you in lofty places. He will give you the shoulder of blessing. He will give you the robe of righteousness. He will put you in places where you won't have to introduce yourself. You won't even have to name drop. You won't have to tell everybody what your degrees are in. All you have to do is just walk in the anointing. Walk in love. Walk in kindness. Walk in the peace of the Lord. Walk in do what he told you to do and be about the father's business keep your mouth off of people keep your mind on God stay focused on what he has called you to do don't look to the left don't look to the right don't even lean on the arm of flesh but put your eyes on Jesus am I preaching to anybody who would say I want the weight of glory I want what is entrusted to me I want to carry this anointing I want to carry this mantle and if that's you, stand to your feet tonight. If you want to carry his weight, I want you to stand to your feet. God will move you to the end of winter, to the beginning of screen, and you will suddenly become aware of opportunities, healings, promotions, and breakthroughs. A harvest like you have never seen. I remember several years ago when I was in Seattle, Washington and I was hurting in my spirit and God used a pastor from Hawaii to speak into my life. I flew all the way across the country to get to a place from another pastor who was from Hawaii who flew to Seattle and began to minister to me. And I was hurting and I was wounded and I was sitting somewhere about the third or fourth row right there where y'all are. And I mean, I was broken. Been pastoring, Beverly and I were tired. Was going through some stuff, didn't, trying to remain professional. Things that we could have told that you can't tell because you are professional. But my flesh... And y'all keep praying for me because I think my fault is my weakness. I give big. I I love big. If you're not careful, you can let people hurt you so bad that you put up walls where you won't love anybody else because you're afraid to be hurt. And as a shepherd, you can't do that. So before you look at my weakness, consider yours. But I remember sitting in that auditorium and this man began to pour into me. After the service was over, they had all the pastors and that were gathered there for that conference to go into the green room. And in the green room, they were serving buffalo wings and celery sticks and blue cheese dressing, burritos, whatever, wraps. And so here we are, I didn't, I didn't hardly know anybody in that room. And I was sitting there all by myself on this black leather couch. And this pastor who was pastoring in Hawaii, a mega church, thousands of people, he said, I'm gonna to talk to you. And I was like, me? He said, yes. He said, what's going on in your life, your world? And he asked a question. I mean, the floodgates open. I said, oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was like, faucet. I was, <laughs> I was crying. I've had the preacher's group for about three weeks, so pray for me. I was, I was crying. And, and uh, I, I only got out like two sentences, and he cut me off. I thought, how rude. You give me a chance to tell my story. And he said, I want to tell you what's happening in my world. And I yielded, and I, yes, sir. And he told me almost identical what was happening in his world as a pastor. What was happening in mine. That's what he said. And I, if my jaw was I didn't know this man. And I'm not a person that runs over. I'm gonna get a word over here. Then I'm gonna go over here and get a word. The Bible says, every word, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Everything I need is here. But God does use the five-fold ministry: the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Thank God the five-fold ministry is available and it is used, and we use it here. But I'm saying to you that he spoke a prophetic word in my life and I was standing there and sitting there and I was weeping as he's telling this because I realized it was identical and then time after he would share I would able to retell him that what he just told me this is exactly word for word what I'm going through and he said the Lord told me to tell you Job 42 and he said Job prayed for his friends and God gave him the double and he said, "Here's what you're going to do. You're going to pray for your friends." And I said, "I'm not doing it." <laughs> I'm not doing it." That's what I said. He said, "You're going to do it. I don't know this man from anywhere. He got up in my kitchen. He said, "You're going to do it." I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "God's going to give you the devil." That was on a Friday night in Seattle, Washington. We flew home from that trip and we're back in town. And on that next Friday night, seven days later, I, we got a phone call from an evangelist that used to preach here a lot and preaches all around the country, Sandy Burris. And she called us on the phone and she said, I've had you kids on my heart, that's what she said. Now this is woman's in her 70s. She's skinny as a rail, walks around in stilettos, hair as big as Lucille Ball. And orange, too. Woman of God, I mean anointed woman of God. She called. She called us, and how she preaches is how she talks to you on the phone. Hey, you kids. You know, I mean that's how she's pre she talked to you on the phone. (laughs) He said, y'all ain't thinking about quitting, are you? And I mean, when she said that, I just started crying again. We hadn't talked to her. We hadn't spoke to her. And she said, she started praying out loud, and she's speaking in tongues, and she's carrying on, and she's warring in the spirit. And we can hear her little heels on the phone. We can hear. So wherever she was at, there was tile underneath her because she was doing this. And she was warring a warfare. And she said, the Lord just said, Job 42. She said, God said, pray for your friends, and I'm going to give you the double. Woo! Seven days later, the number of completion is seven. When I came home from Seattle with an assurance of the word of God, and then God says another seven in seven days he comes and reminds us Job 42 you going you going to you going to get the double when you pray for your friends and I'm telling you one I begin to praise the Lord right there because I knew that God had moved on our behalf. Listen, we were in a winter season. We were in a winter season after she got done praying and prophesying over her she said i want you to enter into a shoe covenant with me i said a shoe covenant she goes have you never heard of a shoe covenant i said i don't think i had and she said do you remember when president bush was in iran and he was there and somebody took their shoes and threw them at it i said i believe i do she said because to throw your shoe at somebody is to take authority over them. And she took me into the scripture where David got to the place where he was done. Put a fork in me, I'm done. And the Bible said that David threw his shoe my God, I'm here to help somebody tonight. He threw his shoe. Sister Sandy said, do you want to see God turn your situation around? I said, oh, yes, we do. She said, I want you in Beverly, as, as silly as this sounds, when you go to the church, I want you to walk out into the backyard of the church in the grass. She said, when you get out there, I want you to take your shoe off and I want you to get your shoe up. Both of you hold your shoe up and I want you to throw your shoe and declare in the name of Jesus, every stronghold has to come down. I'm taking authority over every devil in hell. I'm coming out of my winter season. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, it wasn't long after that God began to open up so many doors that it was like, whoa, what are you doing, God? But God was taking us out of a winter season and moving us into a spring season. And just like those said prophetically, pray for your enemies or pray for your friends and I will give you the devil. I'm here to tell somebody, don't stop praying. Don't stop praising. Keep on trusting God. And God will give you the devil. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center.